Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're getting no theme music. You're getting no credits. You're not even getting a co-host. You're just getting me. Uh, it's the 30th of December. And it's, uh, it's about half past two in the afternoon. I'm starting work at my night shift job. Ugh. In probably about six hours, five and a half hours, whatever. A bunch of hours. Eight o'clock. Basically, I can't be bothered doing the math. Um, and, it'll, and by the time I finish that shift, it'll be New Year's Eve, the final day of 2022. What a year. It's uh, f- For me personally, I'll probably delve into some of that. But I hope for your year, it has given you more highlights than low, low lights. I think planet Earth is still in a very weird place. Uh, will it ever not be in a weird place? Who the frick knows? So a lot of podcasts haven't put any episodes out in the past week or so, uh, including mine, because I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a week off around Christmas. It's pretty much the only time of the year when I don't feel guilty about not putting out some sort of content. But uh, I've still been on Twitter, still been on Facebook, still been on from page to screen.com watching tons of films. Uh, I think I've watched like 10 films in about four days, so I've done quite well. My total for the year is probably going to close out at 182 films for the year, which some people have said, oh, that's a lot. I've done far more than that. I think the most I've done since I started keeping records is 366 films in a year. And no, those are not short films. They're feature-length films. Maybe one or two short ones thrown in. I can't remember. Uh, I do have the list somewhere, though. But one year I decided I'm going to watch a film a day for an entire year. Sounds quite easy. It's really not. Because some days, if you miss a film, then you've got to watch two the day after. See, I am good at maths. And then if you happen to like go away on holiday for a week, for example, what you got to do? Sit and watch films every day while you're on holiday? It, it does get very, very tricky. But I did it. I you know, ticked that off my challenge list. And I never need to do that again. Unless I start getting paid to watch films, of course. Then it's a whole different matter. Then I will watch musicals all day long if somebody's paying me to do that. Uh, musicals are my least favourite genre, by the way. So, yeah, I hope your year has been good to you, whoever's listening to this damn thing. I uh, don't know how long this episode's going to be, because it's just me. Nobody else to talk to. Rob is off doing what he's doing. Uh, Stu Miller is off doing what he's doing. And I've just thought, you know what, I've got the house to myself for a few hours. I'm going to jump online and just put out a final podcast of the year. So I did call the last episode the end of year show. I suppose technically this is the end of the year show because it's the last episode. So it's a bit of a shit show. Sorry. Uh, So how has your 2022 been? Well, obviously you can't answer me because this is a one-sided conversation. So I'm going to steal the microwave. What the fuck? The microphone airwaves. Uh, I'm going to do no editing at all. So if there's any fluffs in this, You are welcome to them. Consider them a belated Christmas gift. Uh, My 2022 has been a very weird mix. Uh, The highlights have been amazing. And I will definitely chip in with some of those. 
and the low lights have just been like, seriously, Stuart, sort your fucking life out, uh, which is what my 2023 is going to be about. Uh, I'm just going to do a whole bunch of different stuff. I will talk about some of it probably within this podcast episode. So let me talk about, the. should I do the highlights first or the low lights? Let's go for the highlights. That way if people, you know, can't handle the low lights and stop, then you're not going to hear the highlights, are you? Uh, easily the highlights for me uh, are down to Grimfest and down to Team Grimfest and, and all the people who attended Grimfest. Um, reason being, so as you know, I have a night job. I cannot stand my night job. It drives me up the wall. My job is pretty much type as fast as possible. Never mind the quality because we won't got time for that. Uh, and just respond to as many customers at my company as possible and move on to the next one. That goes against everything that my instinct says. My instinct, if I'm being paid to do a job, is to do the job as well as I can and to treat the customers who inadvertently are the ones paying my wages. You know, I know the company signs the checks, but if it didn't have any customers, then it wouldn't have any money to pay the checks. So do you know what? Customers should be quite nice. Uh, I'm not a firm believer in the customer is always right because do you know what? The customer ain't always right. And I learned that very, very quickly many, many years ago. They're right if they agree with you. And if they don't agree with you, then they're wrong. You just don't tell them that they're wrong. So yeah, so that's my night job. It is, it's high on speed. I don't mean high on speed. It sounds like some sort of drug taking thing. It is, it's, it runs itself based on a spreadsheet so as a as a customer service advisor i have to type as many messages as possible and you've got to hit a certain number every single hour overall to to get a thumbs up that's pretty much the basis of it now if you get customers coming in who are who've got tricky problems or who have multiple problems then yeah you don't get no extra points for that you've still got to hit this magic fucking number on a spreadsheet and if you don't then you get told off by people who don't know how to do your job that you need to do your job better um if you then ask them well can you let me know how to do my job better they don't know how to do that because i did that i think probably a year ago my numbers were below this magic fucking spreadsheet number and i went to them i said right if you can you tell me how to speed this up they didn't have an answer. Make of that as what you will. So my night job is pretty much people coming in going, I'm looking for my parcel. Where the frick is my parcel? And they swear at you. They talk to you like you're a piece of crap. Um, they will just get so impatient. You'll ask them to wait till a given day. So say we're on day one now, for example, when you're listening to this. And I say, look, if you've not had any updates by day seven, please come back in. We cannot do anything till day seven. You will get them coming back in on day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. No updates, right? You've been told to wait till day seven. Back off, wait till day seven. So it's it's very stressful. Uh, yes, it's just typing, but as I'm sure people I work with, and some of them do listen to, or rather one of them does listen to this thing, he will be nodding his head up and down going, yes, it is very stressful. It's very, very annoying. But I get paid for it. So I like the fact that I get money because it enables me to do the things that I enjoy doing and that, you know, that I'm good at. Um, however, the job itself is very, very annoying being told to do better by people that don't know how to do your job at the level you're doing there. So I've got that whole 
thing. It, it also the job itself, and I did say I was going to start in the highlights, didn't I? I kind of fucked that up. So the job itself, um, physically it's easy. I mean, it's night shifts, so that kind of sucks with the body clock. Mentally, the job itself is easy, but dealing with all the bullshit is not easy. I've done it for six or seven years, and it's like, you know what? I'm, I, I want to do something that enables me to be smarter. And the job that I've got, and again, my work colleague, who I won't name, but we know who he is, uh, don't you? He will, he will admit to that. It's a case that it doesn't, doesn't encourage you to be smarter, to learn more, to do things in a better way, because they, they don't know what they're doing. So that's the low light. So I can feel myself getting stupider each shift I do. And considering I've been doing it six, seven years, I kind of miss my intelligence. So thankfully for me, these podcasts are a way for me to vent. Um, as you'll obviously realise, I'm very cagey about who I work for. So that means I can pretty much say whatever the hell I wish. And I can never get into trouble from my company because it's not on any of my platforms. I never tweet about what company I work for. Nobody, you know, if you know, it's because I've actually told you face to face to ear or face to face. And if you don't know where I work for, then, you know, then I'm safe. I can literally slag the place off to my heart's content. So that's my low light. Um, I've spent a year feeling very, very lost. What am I going to do next? I am planning on leaving my night job pretty soon, pretty imminently, to be fair. Were it not for a couple of Grimfests and Christmas, they, you know, which obviously all cost money, I would have left my night job by now. I've I decided last year or this year to to save up and build up a bit of a nest egg, a bit of a parachute, so to speak, which will then enable me to take a few months off and just wake my brain back up, learn stuff, read stuff, just do something that makes me feel smarter again uh, rather than stupider. So this year, the low lights um, have, it's pretty much me being very, very lost. Now, by lost, I mean not knowing what my next role will be. Of course, I'd love to be a professional podcaster, film reviewer, and social media person, but there's not that many of them around. Um, Certainly not the sort of job you can go, hey, I'll do that. Although, to be fair, this is the 653rd episode of the podcast, so clearly I'm doing something right. Either that, I'm just stubborn. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. I'm thinking about doing some sort of online courses so I can learn something and just get my brain back into the mode of thinking. So it's been a very, very weird sort of year. Uh, To go along with the lost feeling, I have felt like I'm spinning 25 different plates and you're you're spinning 25 different plates. Some of those little plates are going to fall and smash and that's not ideal. So, you know, I've got like the podcast, the the website, the social media, my night job. I was doing a lot of writing at one point. I'm also doing some writing for my own autobiography, which is 10 years behind where it should be. Just a bit of a writing project that I've had ongoing all about my childhood and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of interesting. Uh, uh, photography, uh, filmmaking, uh, the, the podcast interviews. And so all those different things, whilst doing a night job that is 40-odd hours uh, per week. So it's to, to sort of say that this year I've been mentally exhausted is probably a bit of an understatement. So going forward to 2023, 
I will be, I'll still have those same sections. I mean, the podcast itself, so I'll go through some of the sections and then I promise I will get to some of my amazing highlights uh, of the year. And so the podcast is the same. It will not change. There may be a few more interview type episodes that come up. Now by interview ones, I've, I listen to a lot of shows that do the interview ones and they're fine if you've seen the film. So if if you've seen the movie, then you listen to the interview and the interview is more sort of specific about the film that you've watched, then it's obviously it's more interesting, isn't it? If you've not seen the film, then you, you can't really engage as much with it. So what I'm going to do is try and do some interview podcasts that will touch upon whatever film the filmmaker or actor or whoever uh, is involved with. But I'm going to try and make the guests more co-hosts so it doesn't need to be a case of, oh, well, I've not seen, um, you know, the, the Lego movie or whatever. I've not seen that, therefore, why would I listen to somebody involved in it? If I get somebody from the Lego movie, and that's literally just because I've just seen a poster of the Lego movie on a magazine. Um, if I get somebody on from that, we're just going to chat about movies and, you know, things that you've got in a geek collection or just life in general. So they are going to be guests, but they're going to be more co-hosts for those specific episodes so that going forward um rob will still be on the podcast Stu miller will still make his semi-regular appearances although if you listen to the last show Stu miller did say that he was thinking about doing his own podcast again good 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 um uh, i don't like seeing podcasts i listen to disappear Yes, that's a shout out to you, Bind Torture Cast. Uh, I do understand why some people stop podcasting. However, from a listener point of view, it makes me sad because I really enjoy those episodes. Uh, a lot of podcasts that I listen to, such as Angry Mailman or Open Forum or uh, no, Bind Torture Cast, there's not been episodes often in 2022. And, you know, I miss hearing those hosts in my ears but i do understand life gets in the way and some some of you have uh, what's the phrase social lives yes that's the one social lives so yeah so the podcast is not going away uh, it's still going to stick around uh there'll just be a slight tweak to the format i think now and again because i do like doing the podcast guest appearances so they are they're fun i do have a whole bunch of those banked from grimfest yes let's get back to grimfest again i attended two events that they did this year attended one in october and another one in november and i currently have i think about 19 different segments different conversations from those events i just need to sit down and record the the, the intros like this sort of thing um to them i have conversations with uh, with mick garris reshear smith alice krieger uh dominic brunt a uh, whole bunch of people a lot of them are quite short I think because with the interview time slots, they're about 10 minutes. But I have a whole bunch of those that I am going to be putting out in 2023. I just, they're, they're sitting there on my to-do list. Uh, all of them need intros, a little bit of music. And I'm also trying to work out whether to just put them out singly or whether to go, do you know what? Here's a Grimfest special, have an hour and a half of interviews. I don't know. Uh, I will say that a lot of the interviews that I've done, though, aren't movie-specific because I hadn't seen the movies before I spoke to the people. So those would kind of work as as little segments. Uh, some of the others are Q&A panels that I was filming 
Uh, the video versions are on the front page of the Screen YouTube channel if you want to go watch them. There are a couple of interviews, one of them with Dominic Brunt and Wolf Manor Crew, another one with Mick Garris, in which I do say something uh, about my plans leaving work. So I haven't released those episodes just yet because there's, there's certain phrases and conversations that I have in those podcast episodes that, that I don't want tipping my company off just yet. But uh, they will probably come out in the new year. So I've got a whole bunch of content. I'm just looking to do more. Uh, Writing-wise, I'm thinking of printing all my old scripts out. I have a whole bunch of those. That Some of them have even been written 15, 20 years ago, so I'm sure they're in a right state, to be fair. But I, th I find writing pretty therapeutic. I don't know if it's something I'll film myself um, or whether it's something I'll just look at and go, yeah, I wrote that, and then stick it back in a drawer or leave it on a hard drive. I'm not quite sure. But this is me trying to fuel my memory of being productive um so that's that's part of my 2023 sort of thing um so filmmaking wise i i honestly have no idea what's going to happen with the mimi trilogy uh which isn't really a trilogy now it's it's like two parts at the minute and i'll give you a quick overview of what has happened with that so it the first two the two, first two short films were filmed I did film them. I did make mistakes in them. Uh, so there are maybe not enough takes or maybe one shot was messed up in the second one. So it, it's made them awkward to sort of release as short films. So my plan then was to encompass the, the footage I'd shot from the first part and the second part into the main third part, which they would be used as flashbacks, and then the whole thing would work. Now, then the pandemic came and yes i know the pandemic's like two years ago or whatever but i've not managed to resume filming since and uh lamissa has obviously as we all do got older and she now no longer looks like the the mimi that was meant to be in the third one um so that's made that kind of tricky i know that it could still work with the flashbacks uh, because then the aging thing kind of works, doesn't it? It's a flashback. Of course, she's going to look younger. However, the third part was only meant to be two or three months after the first part and the second part, not two to three years. And, you know, she was 11 or 12 when we first started shooting. And, you know, people go through growth spurts. Limissa now looks like she could walk into a nightclub without any issue. She does not look like the 11 or 12-year-old girl that was meant to be in the Mimi trilogy. So I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with that, if anything gets done with it at all. Uh, one of my possible plans is to sort of make a documentary about how I decided to make a film. Uh, to make the Mimi trilogy and how it didn't work and what my process was making it. Now, obviously, with that, I do need the participation of Lamissa and Lamissa's mum, Zora. Um, so I've not managed to sit down and have a chat with them going, here's my plans. Because I think that, that does make for an interesting sort of thing. How I tried to make a movie and fell flat on my arse. Uh, I'd watch it. I, I quite like these sort of car crash documentaries so um so that's where we're up to with the mimi trilogy i did have another couple of scripts that were also meant to feature lamissa but again the the, the the fact that she's older than she was 
doesn't quite fit with the material that I'd written for her. So those scripts may well sit in a drawer. One of them especially, because one of them was was super dark, um, and it was quite an awkward writing experience, to be fair, but I did enjoy it. It was Her mum basically came to me at one point and said, I want somebody to write something for her that's just... And uh, to, um, this is exactly what she said. I want something just incredibly fucked up. So I'm like, how fucked up? She said, just really dark. I'm like, how dark? She went, just really dark. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'll go away and write something, but I'm not going to write it with Lamissa in mind because that's kind of creepy and weird, but I will send you the script after it's done and she can have a look at it and you can have a look at it. And if you decide to film it, we decide to film it. So this thing got written. I spent maybe two, three months hammering this thing out and it was finished and then I sent it off to Zora and she came back. She got just read your script. I'm like, okay, what would you change about it? She went, nothing. I love it. Let's let's film it. That was over two years ago. So nothing's happened with that one. But I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable um, filming that with somebody I didn't know, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so the writing uh, and the filmmaking is sort of on a, on a side shelf. Uh, photography is something I'd quite like to get back into still photography whilst hanging around with Grimfest Grimfest are going to be sort of littered quite throughout this podcast because they are my highlights of the year now sort of Grimfest is an event that I've attended quite a few times over the past few years this October was the first in-person event I'd attended since the pandemic uh, reared its head a few years ago and so it was kind of weird to be back amongst crowds, but it was also really nice to be amongst the Grimfest crowd because they are a really wonderful bunch of people. I don't just mean the team that put the event together. I mean all of them, you know, the people that attend, the people that that are there in the, the little market stalls, the, just everything. I had a really good time and I was there for a few days. Uh, I got a lot of film coverage. This is where a lot of the interviews that I managed to uh, to sort of put together. Uh, a couple of days, I was doing like three a day. So it was a, there was a lot of fun. And yes, it was kind of strange getting back into face-to-face interviews, uh, but I picked it up pretty well. Grimfest were also wonderful at just letting me film whatever the hell I wanted, which is just such an honour. It's very cool to be allowed to just wander around an event and just just do whatever you want. So I did get a hell of a lot of coverage. With that, I am going to try and turn it into an experience in Grimfest. Sort of short film, not not a type, not a feature sort of thing, but just, just an overview so people can look and see what Grimfest is actually like. Uh, that will, I don't know when that will come out. That was sitting on my hard drive in some sort of a work print in progress. And then Grimfest were doing another event in November, which I also attended and also which I was allowed to film every single Q&A panel. And these were like an hour at a time. I uh, filmed a whole bunch of those. And I do have all the content for those as well. So I think at the last check, I had 900 gig worth of footage that I'd shot in uh, in October and November. So it was just so cool for Grimfest to be able to go, you know, because who am I? Some film geek that retweets stuff and writes articles and you know talks about stuff on on things like this so not anybody but uh i think they appreciate what i do and they're just they're just like s- stupidly kind and will let me wander around and uh, and film whatever i want 
So yeah, so this, so we've, you know, the highlights with Grimfest, um, and it's a little bit choppy this podcast episode, so I do apologise. But uh, now and again, my phone keeps beeping, so I have to keep pausing and resuming this thing. Uh, the highlights, you know, I got to sit and hang around with Mick Garris. That's a highlight alone, to be fair. But you know, in the same year when I get to sit and hang around with Mick Garris and Reese Shearsmith and Alice Creek and and just be allowed to film whatever I want at this movie festival, not once, but twice. That's insane. You then flip that onto the social media side of things where, and I think one of the things that made me just feel really happy, but also feel really miserable was there was one night earlier on in the year when I'm, I'm at home, I'm working on my night job and um, I'm managing to multitask, shall we say. So I'm doing my night job work where people are just shouting and swearing. Well, not shouting because they're typing, but, you know, swearing at you and stamping their feet and being all Veruca Salt about it. God, I want my stuff now. This is unacceptable. I hate that fucking phrase. This is unacceptable. We got to do? You've got to accept it. So shut up. Um, and then on my other screen, you know, Oliver Stone's clicking like on my tweet or I'm chatting to Mick Garris or, you know, just all these filmmakers and nice people are chatting to me. And it just hit me as such a, a collision of the two worlds that I live in. On one hand, I'm living in a world where, you know, I'm Twitter friends with Valerie Perrine, who played Miss Teschmacher in, in the Superman movies and, and Jen and Sylvia Soska and Sarah Douglas and Oliver Stone and Mick Garris and just all, all these just fucking awesome people, to be fair. And then on the flip side of that coin, I've got jumped up little shitbags who are coming in going, oh, I hope you kill yourself. And not even kidding, that was an example, who are just shouting and swearing at you. And I'm thinking, this is such a conflict of my world. Obviously, I'd like to live in the world where I'm hanging around with, you know, Mick, Mick and Jen and Sylvia and, you know, all those. But, jeez. And it just sort of reminded me, sort your life out. Make 2023 a year when you can just kick yourself up your own arse and just sort your flaming life out. So that's what a lot of my 2023 will be. Uh, will it work? I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing with life, isn't it? You try stuff, it works or it doesn't work. Worst thing you can possibly do is not to try at all. And uh, I think one of my goals is to try and catch up with my autobiography i really want to crack on with that because i've got 10 years of shit to write pretty much i've got everything from page to screen to write up and that includes all sorts you know going to san diego comic-con hanging going filming with neil johnson um just just the whole madness of my past 10 years all needs to be typed up and written up but uh but yeah 2023 i hope will be a better year and not just for me. I hope it is for you as well. I know a lot of people don't bother with New Year's resolutions. I kind of always have, and I do tend to stick to them. I think if I make five, then I maybe complete three by the end of the year, but that's three more than I would complete if I didn't bother with any of them whatsoever. So I bet you didn't even notice that little pause between what I've said and what I'm saying now. That is because Rob, my wonderful co-host, he obviously got wind of the fact that I was recording a podcast and he phoned me up. So I was on the phone to him for about 10, 15 minutes. So uh, I cannot even remember what I was saying before he phoned up. 
I think generally I was on about, I hope 2023 is a good year. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a very disjointed thing. Thanks, Rob. You know, I like talking to you, but smack in the middle of a podcast. And now I can't remember what I was saying. But now I hope 2023 is a very, very good year for everybody that listens. I would like to thank everybody that listens to this podcast. Uh, there is, as you can tell, very little post-production that goes into these. And there's a reason for that. One is because it means less work for me. But two, it means that you get to hear the conversation. You don't get to hear uh, an edited, tweaked uh, fix it in post type conversation you get to hear the conversation and uh and you know i'm a fan of that you'll you'll hear it with a lot of the interviews there are some fluffs that i make in the interviews but i left them in why not i said them the person heard them i can't hide them so just enjoy them and uh and i wish me all the best for 2023 as well uh, 2022 you've been a very very strange year you've had some amazing highlights and your low lights have sucked um, and I hope that everybody listening does have their own little New Year resolutions, and I hope you succeed at them. Um, you know, be be they creative or just anything at all, health wise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm going to finish by recommending another podcast, and because this is a sort of time of year when a lot of podcasts sort of shut down and have a week off, a bit like I did until now. And so I actually got to the point where I'd run out of podcasts to listen to because I only subscribe to maybe 15, 20 podcasts and not all of those are weekly and not all of those have actually put any episodes out in 2022, but hopefully they will come back in 2023. And so I was chatting to a very wonderful gentleman who I will not name. Um, you know who you are. And the reason that I'm not naming him, uh, Chris, is he recommended a podcast called Dead Air. Now, I decided to check out Dead Air because Chris recommended it. Chris is awesome and, you know, he's not doing his own podcast. Come on, bring back Blind Torture Cast, Chris. You know you want to. But he did recommend one that his wife does, uh, Lydia. So shout out to Lydia. And it's the Dead Air podcast. And they, they sort of maybe a similar format to the Blind Torture Cast where a film is chosen the, you know Lydia and her co-host Wes, although there are different co-hosts on from from what I've discovered, and they will talk about the film and just just sort of do a what they call a deep dive into that movie in particular. And so, unbeknown to me, Dead Air has been running for years. So Chris recommended it. I went onto my little iPod and subscribed to it, and then sort of cherry picked a bunch of episodes that I'd been that that were for films that I'd seen. So, for example, I think the first couple of episodes I listened to were The Hills of Eyes from 1977 and The Hills of Eyes remake from the 2000s, like 2006, I think. And so I listened to those two episodes, really, really enjoyed them, then went back and listened to an episode about Children of the Corn, which was great. And then last night I listened to an episode which didn't feature Wes. Don't know where he was for some reason, but Lydia was on there with uh, with her co-host called Amy and they were chatting about the rape revenge movie Baisemois, which I saw many, many years ago. And I think with the Dead Air podcast, there's like 290 episodes or something. So there is quite a lot to choose from. So I'm going to go through those and just cherry pick the ones for films I've seen and then once I get round to watching some of the films that I haven't seen, 
if they've done an episode i will i will check it out but anybody who likes horror podcasts and likes the sort of name horror podcasts just people having a conversation about movies they like just go go check out dead air podcast it is very very good um so as i wrap this one up and i'm going to wrap it up now because i've been babbling for about 31 minutes i wish you all a very very happy new year i hope 2023 brings you things in your life that you need and i hope it gets rid of things in your life that you don't want in your life anymore i appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast and who who will put up with my random tweets uh and facebook postings and and stuff like that and if you happen to be a filmmaker or anything like that and you want to jump on a podcast in 2023 drop me a message and uh be one of these these guest co-hosts but uh Thank you very much for everything. And uh, apparently there's a new Anorex. A couple of songs coming out pretty soon. So I'm going to wrap this episode up so Chris can stop listening and he can go get back to making some music. But yeah, wish you all a happy new year. Take care. And thanks for any episodes of this previously that you listened to. It is appreciated. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.